0: Welcome to Season 2, Episode 1 Dozen of Interactions with Reality. I am again in the car. I am broadcasting from the car today, tonight, I guess. It's like 2.20 in the morning, something like that. And it is cold out there. I don't know what happened. I guess they call it fall. But, yeah, around this time of year, the weather gets super nice and... However, the, the nights get uncomfortably cold. So, good times, but... Whew. Yeah, so, <clears throat> there's that. Um, Coming into winter, I realize I do not have a greenhouse built. I have ambitions to build a greenhouse. However, I don't think I can build what I had in mind in the time frame allotted so I may I may opt to build something rather simple um maybe like four landscaping timbers like uh maybe like six foot high um two foot in the ground and then like uh some kind of roof on it and then just probably some kind of plastic I, I hate using plastic really for gardening and stuff and I have ambitions to to build a greenhouse that is actually made of glass and longer-term materials like that. So that way I can have it year-round and not have to change the plastic every six months and all that stuff. I hate, I hate using plastic in gardens. Plastic in gardens is just an awful idea. Um, trying to get away from it as much as possible. Obviously, there's some things that are hard to avoid, such as plumbing. You know, obviously, you need PVC pipes sometimes. Uh, well, at least I do. I don't know. Maybe maybe some people have found a way around using plastic for irrigation. But In general, though, if you do zero-scaping, irrigation isn't such an issue. However, we have this one month, September, really, and... Every September, it seems that this place just gets really dry. We barely see any rain at all. And if we do, it's it's generally pretty mild. And it's the, it's the drought months. It's the driest month of the year. And so that's a an interesting challenge to deal with. Because if I don't water stuff during that month, I often lose them. Or they just get really stunted. Like, for instance, I have a mulberry tree. Now, granted, the deer got to it a couple times and different things. It's already stunted, but it's the tree that bore, it bore like three fruits. (laughs) And I know that's not much. I mean, for mulberry, I mean, but we're talking, this thing's maybe knee high. This is really, really a small plant. I planted it from like a seven inch start. And some of the other ones that I, I planted from the same seven inch starts, um, or they, I just got like a bundle of seven. It starts like uh, maybe like sixteen of them or something like that. I got them on eBay. <clears throat> anyway, um, these other ones though are over six foot tall. Some some of them, and and uh, definitely like four or five foot tall. Some of them, but um, but yeah they. The berries on the one that were down the hill, though, you could tell that the plant was ridiculously dehydrated. And if you haven't worked with plants, well, you can tell. <laughs> you can tell if a plant's dehydrated. Um, if you start working with plants for any amount of time, the signs will become rather obvious. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, so so if you if you look at a plant... For all you brown thumbs, all right, so all you brown thumbs out there, look at a plant. Observe it. And a lot of times you can kind of figure out what it might need, you know? If it's got more yellowing leaves, it's probably like a lack of water or a lack of nutrients, particularly nitrogen. Um, And there's, there's different ones like that where it's you, you kind of can tell like hey maybe this thing needs something that it's not getting if it doesn't have very many flowers for example maybe you put a little epsom salt or something on it you know some magnesium and and boom next thing you know it's all flowering a bunch or maybe it needs eggshells or whatever you know like there's different things you can you can do some people take a bunch of eggshells if you eat eggs and and basically um you can either grind them to a powder or or, um, keep them whole and just boil them in water and pour the water on plants that need it, and that can help them get some nutrients that they need and uh anyway um so yeah the this mulberry has three mulberries on it, two are red, one is one was black, but it's just so dried out and so tiny it's not even worth eating, really. um, the deer shredded that particular plant, so I'm looking to. Um, keep my stuff a little better watered next year because this year I kind of let the drought just kind of do its thing for the most part I did water some but not I don't know not like I, I probably should have to really keep it going because it really takes a thorough long rain to really get down deep into the soil Um, that said I have successfully planted a bunch of collards and broccoli and different things for the fall season. I've got pumpkins on right now, um the orange kind. I got one from the store maybe I guess last year. And I planted the seeds of it this year and now I've got free pumpkins. So um that's a convenient thing about it planting. You go to the store and you buy a fruit or vegetable and and here's a here's a random tip for you. You can sell the seeds online. <laughs> you can literally go to the store, buy a fruit like cantaloupe or something like that. You harvest all the seeds out of it, you eat it, and then you package up all the seeds and you can sell them and make like sometimes like 20, 30 bucks on a melon, on a single melon. So you get paid to eat good fruit. And so There's more and more people doing this sort of thing now, of course, so obviously it's getting more and more saturated, which means the profit margins are are dropping, But, but hey, you know, if you're willing to take bottom dollar for whatever it is, who cares, you know, at least you make a couple bucks, and for the amount of work it takes, it's really kind of worthwhile. Um... Well, I guess it's worthwhile. depends It depends on your income bracket, really. I mean, if you're somebody that makes like you know a thousand dollars an hour, you're you're probably not going to waste your time selling seeds at all. <laughs> so, uh, but if you're somebody that is more on the other end of the spectrum, hey, well, selling seeds adds up. Uh, I think a lot of people don't really acknowledge the fact that you know, like for instance, a giant river. A river runs into the ocean. ocean is a huge body of water. But where does the water from the river come from? Well, it comes from rain and stuff like that. And a lot of little tiny streams and little tiny creeks and tiny little things trickling down. And that adds up to a big river. So for people who are poor and they're looking for that big win, they're looking to get down to the river they don't realize that all the little things that they could be selling along the way or the little things they could be doing along the way, they add up to the river, you know like so financially, if you have a lot of little things that are making small amounts of money and you put them all together, you're gonna end up with a decent sum of money and you can actually like live a decent life, so I'm working <clears throat> in that direction um. I'm not there yet. Uh, our income's rather low right now, actually. Um, but I'm open it, and it's pretty cool. Um, fun fact, uh, speaking of upping income. So, like, if I plant different plants, every plant I plant has, you know, either bare seeds, or I can clone it, or, you know, it has some use that I could do with it. But almost all of those are marketable. So you might be able to get, you know, 3 or more products from a single plan and those that all adds up that all adds up fast <clears throat> um however you have to you have to take into account your time and what you actually have time to produce some of the stuff takes time to produce you know not necessarily physical time i mean time like is time isn't really physical or is it? Hmm, that's a whole question in and of itself. But but uh, it, it's like if you have so many hours in a day, you can only allot so much to each task or each thing. So if you don't plan it right, you can waste too much time on all the little streams and creeks and, and such that leads to the river to the point where you're really not actually utilizing your time how you should be utilizing your time to make the biggest profit or or whatever. So, hopefully that all made sense. Um, but basically, if you're spending a whole bunch of time on peanuts rather than generating other products, it's like, I don't know, in a way it can be time wasted. Uh, it, it's like you almost got to take the hit of not making the money. So you pour all this time and effort into, to, you know, planting different plants or preparing the soil for different plants. And the payout might not come for a year or two later for the work that you're doing today. And sometimes longer than that. So, I mean, fruit trees, it can take up to seven years to fruit or more. And so you have to really, really think like hey how much of my work do I want to be for the future versus how much do I want to be for monetary income right here right now and in this time because if you don't plan for the future then in a way you're kind of planning to fail (laughs) so you got to plan for the future but at the same time you got to be like in the now so it's that that crazy balance of trying to figure out you know which plant should i sell right now like i have lemongrass available but do i have the time to mess with selling lemongrass right now for the peanuts that it gets because uh, there's not a big profit margin in there in at least not in the on the online market like you you spend A good bit of time and effort and all that stuff, but really, if you break it down, minimum wage is like seven, eight, nine bucks an hour, something like that. I'm not exactly sure. I haven't worked a regular job in some time, but uh, if you have like a minimum wage and you're making, let's say. Let's just, let's let's go all out and say, well, you're making $15 an hour. And I know this is above our minimum wage in this particular state that I'm in, but $15 an hour. So, if you can do something, some physical activity that is going to generate f- at least $15 in an hour, then it's worth doing. You know, yeah. although it is like working a regular job, it is worth doing because... So for instance, if I sell something and I have to go hike out in the woods half an hour <laughs> to grab the thing and then half an hour back plus an extra, you know, half an hour packaging and all that stuff and like listing it and all that sort of thing. Like that that all can add up, but if I'm working for, you know, if I'm if I'm trying to get my $15 an hour, it could still be worth it. Even though the profit margins are low and i think a lot of people selling online they're looking for that big win and that big wins great you know i i'm looking for that big win sometimes too in some products and some shops but uh at the same time I'm, i got to be humble enough to to take the 10 15 an hour that you know or sometimes more some oftentimes quite a bit more <laughs> but but uh I gotta be willing to take that little amount of money, like for instance, I sell seed packs and I sell some of these seed packs for as low as like a dollar twenty five which my profit margin I might be making like fifty cents to a dollar. But the way I look at it is by the time all my time's added up, it's like it it comes out to like ten fifteen an hour at least minimum, you know, so it's not that bad. It's just like a regular job really. Um uh, only I I spend it at my house <laughs> doing things that I like to do. Um so I think that if you're selling online um although the big big wins are fun and it's nice to get there and all that if you're humble enough to just work it out to how much you're going to make per hour and just accept that, hey, if I have a lower profit margin, I'm probably going to move stuff more. And once your store gets bigger, uh, particularly on sites like Etsy and stuff like that, after you've made your your hundred sales or you've got a hundred good reviews or something like that, um, you know, you've built some credibility, and so you're you're naturally going to increase. It's it's like that proverb: "To him who has more, is going to be given." but to those who don't have even what they have will be taken and it, i think a lot of people don't really think about stuff like that much um but it's true the more that you have the more what you have can generate more and and it's really kind of kind of cool how that happens i've i've been learning a lot of really interesting things <laughs> and i haven't really been it's it's like the uh, the amount of information coming in versus the amount of information that's going out is like it's like a fire hydrant versus like a drip <laughs> it's it, um uh, i spend a really ridiculous amount of time on i guess education um i do a lot of like really simple tasks you know stuff that doesn't really require a lot of brains um however while i do those tasks i'm frequently listening to lectures or podcasts or you know informational things about whatever <laughs> it's quite a range i i can i consume quite a bit of information uh, on a typical week um i think it might be time for me to go back and revisit books though because i used to read i used to read a lot and uh, a lot. I, a lot's relative, really. I mean, some people, a lot is a couple books a day. <laughs> and other people, a lot is, you know, one or two books a month. And, um, yeah, I, I don't know. So all that stuff with the books and all that stuff is great. But it is rather time-consuming to read books. But I remember back when I was younger... I used to ride my bike down to the Barnes and Noble and I had a rule where anytime we went in that store, I would make a point to read a single chapter of a particular book. So over the course of time, I read several books because <laughs> I'd go there, you know, I, I'd go there because I was, you know, maybe two, three blocks away from the thing. It, it really wasn't that bad of a bike ride at all. And, and I just read book after book after book like that because, you know, most books would be like 15, 20 chapters. So in 15, 20 visits, I would have a book down. And if I did that, you know, once a month or so, it, it's a pretty good pace. So, whew, this cold's getting to me. I'm starting to shiver. I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but whew, man, I'm in, I'm not appropriately dressed for the weather that has a lot to do with while I'm shivering because in the proper attire, this would be rather comfortable, but, but, uh, I'm trying to do more cold training and stuff. Like I know it helps with weight loss and I know it helps with, uh, toughing you up and, and all that sort of thing. Uh, if you haven't looked into Wim Hof and cold showers and cold training, highly recommend you go on a little YouTube, uh, rabbit hole with that um but as for me in this episode and right now i'm gonna go ahead and end it right here it is at 1859 19 minutes so yeah there we go all right enjoy everyone have a great week i'll try to put another one of these up in a week or so yeah.